darkness, open this door! Hide the child! I'm Kate and I'm Emma and I know that half of you are excited to be here and wanted us to cover Hocus Pocus and are having a very spoopy day today and and the other (laughs) half of you are loyal club members that (laughs) did not want us to cover Hocus Pocus because we've gotten some well we're doing it it. (laughs) I just want to throw it out there that while I obviously was very excited to cover this episode because I love Hocus Pocus and I'm from the 90s. I'm a child of the 90s. And this is very much Halloween for me. It's not just us. And this was not our suggestion. This was this was a group activity. We may have spearheaded no, it. No, no, we didn't. It wouldn't have. Did we not? No, I didn't spearhead this. I've been getting requests for Hocus Pocus literally since this podcast started. Well, you heard it here first. It's not our fault. It's not our fault. But now we got to... Attack each other. But now we got to (laughs) blame the patrons because the patrons are who vote for it. Whereas before we had patrons, I was like, I'm not going to do that. People are going to be pissed. Yeah, really though. Oh, speaking of patrons, it's time for club bulletins. And we have a couple new patrons. Okay, this is my favorite time. All right, so club bulletins. First, welcome back, all you club members. We're super excited that you came back to listen to us on this very spooky day. And if it's your first time, welcome. By listening to this episode, you're automatically a club member, card carrying. No take backsies. Yeah, no take backsies. There is no unsubscribe. You're part of the club. And we're just so excited to have you here. Yes, we are. Speaking of clubs, there are no dues for this club. But if you really like paying dues and you want to support the club, you can join our Patreon and there's different officer rankings for different tiers of support and we have not one but two new club officers yay new club officers let's hear it all right so we have a new club treasurer 1020 little lost um she's from missouri and she had a comment actually whenever because i message everyone whenever they join the um officer positions the patrons i always message them and say hi and she had a question she was she said so like how hard is it to make a podcast like how much time goes into it is it a lot of work people would want to know so I might as well, I might as well say that um, my wedding is in a couple of days, <laughs> like a few days. Yeah, if you want to know what commitment is, it's <laughs> sitting, taking your stuff for alterations and coming back to record a podcast. Yes, Emma literally was at my house yesterday. She got off of her residency shift, came over at night, and immediately came upstairs with me, and we worked on social media for the club and on editing many episodes and recording many episodes and then preparing for this episode and uh, then we did the same thing today (laughs) and then in a couple days I get married so it's a lot it's a lot so but we really like it we love the club we like what we do but yeah to answer your question there is a lot of care that goes into um, taking care of this club which is why I'm just so excited that it's growing yeah we are really really it makes us so happy to feel like all this time and energy we put in that y'all appreciate it and that we're contributing something and not just 
talking into microphones. Yes, not just talking to each other, but really talking to our club. So yeah, I'm glad she said that because it kind of made me reflect and be like, damn, we, we have been working hard for the money. And by for the money, I mean yeah. for nothing, for no money. We don't get paid for this. We're using your yeah, patron dues to buy better mics because Emma's didn't work today. Yeah, this, this episode almost was not an episode because my mic uh, decided to quit. Yeah, we're gonna- so that tells you the quality <laughs> of, of content we're bringing you. We're trying, man. We're quality really trying. Quality equipment. We're going to get better mics because that, that, that was very stressful on top of the fact that I have a pimple between my forehead erupting and I'm supposed to get married in two days. No, we are um, we are having to save up for a website. It's fine. So the, this microphone will have to wait. It'll have to wait. But yeah, so thanks the loss for your interest and for your question. And we do have another club officer. We have a club secretary, Jordan G from Ohio. We're super glad that he's here. Um, he's an avid listener of the podcast and new time club officer. So cheers. We're super excited that you joined us. Yes, we're so glad to have you. Kate, did you know that we also have another review? No, I actually I did not know that we had another review. The way I said it made it sound like you did, but you really don't. No, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I, that was anxiety that. because I don't know if it's good or bad. <laughs> Zero stars. This <laughs> they have to do at least one. So there's just a you. No, just kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> this one is um, by Randall, um, who is actually I believe has a podcast of his own oh, the cool. formidable opponents podcast so go check that out i'm curious to know what that's about cool. um so he gave us five stars and Aww. he said this podcast is the illest so <laughs> <laughs> i bet it sounded better when he said it or when he wrote it i love it. that we're he we're said the illest the illest oh my god i can't ever Emma, say it you sound so white i sound so bad Okay. Um, he said, start started listening after a mutual follow on Instagram. I do not regret diving into this podcast. Well-produced, informative, funny, and a great natural pacing. Hooked and subscribed. Well done. Oh, that's great. Oh, thank you lovely? so much for your review. That's super cool, Randall. Thanks. We're glad yeah, you're in the thanks, club. Randall. I wonder if Randall's excited about Hocus Pocus. I wonder which side he's on. <laughs> I don't want to know because I like him so much right now. <laughs> I don't want to know either. <laughs> well... Um, I hope we're going to just lean into this regardless of which side of this dispute you're on. Lean in, get a big, I don't know, pumpkin bucket of popcorn and some Snickers or I don't know. What do people eat on Halloween? I eat weird things. I think popcorn and Snickers both sound good. Sour Patch Kids, okay, that's Twizzlers. What, that's what I would eat. I mean, the highlight okay, that's what of I my eat. childhood. I'm not even, this is not an exaggeration. Two of my very favorite precious childhood memories. One is taking... Um, Whenever it turned October 1st, taking um, our like Halloween decorations out of the attic. I have very, very fond yes. memories of that. And then the second one is we would go to the grocery store. Kate and me and my mom would go to the grocery store and we'd buy like our bags of candy. And um, because we um, really like candy, we'd get little, um, what are they, like treat bags that had yeah cool little spooky ghosts and things like that on them and we would put on hocus pocus and sit down and spill all the candy onto the floor and um put together little bags and it was understood um that we were gonna skim from the top <laughs> well yeah of course so it worked out because we would take that's also one of my favorite childhood memories and what i think of whenever i see hocus pocus i think of sitting on the floor of the living room with a bucket with all the candy and then making the treat bags for trick-or-treaters and we would we'd have to take like we'd have tootsie pops and i'd make sure that there was like one tootsie pop in every one and like two of this size candy and one of this come on now made sure it was very even we gave better stuff i was was later 
I, no, Tootsie Pops were good. You didn't like getting Tootsie Pops? I really liked, um, my favorite thing that we put in the bag was um, what they were like, the, those little like sour straw things. What are those called? Those were gross. Do you know what yeah, they Yeah, I called? remember. It would just be like a, a gross cellophane package of nasty sour mm. straws. Goodness. It was so gross. So good. But yeah, that that's what I think of when I think of Hocus Pocus. I'm sure that everybody has their own memory around this movie, especially people who grew up watching like Disney Channel in the 90s and probably the 2000s too. But definitely millennials have, if you ask a millennial what they what they think about Hocus Pocus, I'm sure at least half of them have some sort of Halloween memory yeah. tied to it. I'm going to... Uh, it's an extremely nostalgic movie. I'm going to blame anyone who was not supportive of this particular episode i'm gonna blame call them all gen zers because only oh you'd have to be a millennial to get it you just don't get it no we're not starting a feud with gen z i also am so borderline gen z i think i'm a little bit projecting i know that's what you're doing because (laughs) i was like emma you're like towing that line so i don't think you want to go there my toe is on the line your toe is on the line and the only reason you're not over the line is because you have two sisters who aren't yeah they they dragged me back in they did not I allow me you to back. think Hillary Duff was cool <laughs> or High School Musical. She is cool. I don't know what you're talking about. She is cool. But if you haven't seen Hocus Pocus, I still think you can enjoy this episode and hopefully it's, it inspires you to go check out this Halloween classic. It won our pa- Patreon poll for Disney Channel original movie that we were going to cover, which also had like under wraps and don't look under the bed mm-hmm. on that list. Did, did you know that they redid under wraps? No, they did. There's a new one. Yes. I'm because scared. Nick and I were staying in a hotel and we, there was a mo- movie on cable. And I was like, is this, is this an, did they make a different Disney Channel original movie about a mummy? <laughs> like set in modern day? I'm like, surely not. Is this under wraps? And it was. That's they amazing. I love it. But they're also going to, I mean, they're not redoing, but there's supposed to be a sequel to Hocus Pocus. Oh, I know. There's going to be one. It's na- It's 2022 fall. Okay, I do. I think you're supposed to know some stuff about it because I don't know anything. So I know some things about it. I know that. Do you want me to tell you now? No, not yet. Okay, I know. I, I know some things. First, first, we have to talk about this movie. <laughs> so, if you haven't seen this movie, or if you haven't seen it in a while, let me just give you an overarching synopsis. So, it's very complex. After moving to Salem, Massachusetts, Max Dennison explores an abandoned house with his little sister, Danny, and their new friend, Allison. Friend. <laughs> After dismissing a story Allison tells as superstitious, Max accidentally frees a coven of evil witches, Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker, ugh, Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker, and Kathy Najimy, who used to live in the house back in the 1800s. Now, with the help of a magical cat, the kids must steal the witch's book of spells to stop them from becoming immortal. It is just as good as it sounds. No, it's way better than that. (laughs) It's way, way better about it. And way better than that. And I don't know if it's just because it's nostalgia, but I genuinely think this is a good movie. I'm just going to say it. Yeah, we're just going to tell you it's number one on our uh, scoreboard. No, 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 no. Just kidding. I just wanted to I just wanted to give some of our club members a mini heart attack. That got my heart going. I'm like, Emma, absolutely. Do not, not. start a that riot. That is a terrible idea. That's a terrible <laughs> You've gone too far. That's funny. You've gone too far, Emma. But yeah, spoiler warning, if you haven't seen this movie from the nineties, we're going to spoil it. Um spoil spoiler alert, uh, the witches don't win because they're the bad guys and this is a Disney Channel movie. Fair. But Shall we just go into the episode breakdown? I think we shall. All right. So film genre. 
Uh, that's a good. I hadn't thought about this. How, how about Kate, it's one of your jobs. I, I know. But every time I pick something, you like you're like, no, not good. Well, enough. Because you no, pick something stupid. that doesn't like my one rule. I have one rule. And the one rule is that it needs to fit at, like, at least another movie into that same category. Otherwise, it's not a category. Or I can make it a category. No, just a very short list. Okay, I could be boring. I could say the category is Halloween. Okay, no. All right. See? See? Okay. What, what do you have for me? The film genre is dead cat horror. Dark. But I like it. <laughs> I thought you'd like it. <laughs> and Pet Cemetery fits in that. You answered my question, so, Kate. I appreciate it. There you go. Because you always want it to fit in, with another movie. So, mm, I did my mm, homework. I did that. Mm. Dead cat horror. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, kids. You want to watch this dead cat movie? It, it, it's your favorite. It's your favorite genre. but so that passes your yeah it totally passes i'm actually very proud of you thank you thank you very much yes dead cat horror um release date this movie came out actually a little later than i thought so it came out july 1993 for some reason i was thinking it was 91 you're probably also thinking why did this come out in july i you know what i I wasn't. I was thinking that. What a stupid time to release I know. a Halloween and movie. And it flopped at first because of it. This is like, th- well, no shit. It, why would you do it in July? I have no idea. This is the definition of a cult classic because at first it went really poorly. Like it did not do well in the box offices, and um, everybody, like the even the director Kenny Ortega, was like, "Shit, I'm never going to do another film. Like this is it." Look what don't it worry, became. He, does. he did some good. He did some. Well, I don't know if good might not be the operative word. He did some popular stuff yeah did you did you look up Kenny Ortega don't that's my thing you don't get to know about Kenny Ortega okay I, I, I know nothing liar you're not supposed to know about that I'm only supposed to know about I only that. know a couple of his don't his things including Cheetah Girls too damn it that's what I was gonna tell you I hate that you know that I hate that you know that oh I'm so I was so excited I kept that in for like weeks I wanted to tell you so bad I, I love that it's not even Cheetah Girl it's the Cheetah Girls, Girls too. that's why it's, it's hilarious. like the sequel Damn it. Like we know I know who we need for this project. <laughs> Call Kenny. <laughs> I'm so mad that you know that. But yeah, and so this they released it in theaters. So like in, I I didn't even know that this came out in theaters because I you know, I just it doesn't look like the kind of movie that gets released in theaters, no offense. But it did in July as a obviously a Halloween movie and the budget that they gave it was 28 million dollars. That's a lot of money. That's so much fucking money. Yes. I would never have guessed that. Especially for like, no offense, but for the, I, I, I mean, the only, the only thing that makes me look at this movie and be like, maybe it was a little expensive is Bette Midler. Yeah. Bette Midler. I mean, Sarah Jessica Parker was probably doing other stuff. I don't know when she did Sex in the City. That seems more 2000s. That seems more 2000s. What about, was, Kat, was Kathy and Jimmy doing anything cool back then? No, not really. Oh, no, not, not that I know of. Bette Midler was, though. <laughs> Bette Midler was and is a big deal. If you look at the credits for this movie, it's like all everyone gets their credits. And at the end, it's like five different credits for people who like drove around and assisted Ms. Bette Midler. <laughs> She's such a diva. Yeah, I know. Like, of course she is. You know, like Kathy and Jimmy actually used to like be obsessed with Bette Midler. Could, did she really? Yeah, she she felt like that was her hero, and she went like to really great lengths to meet her. Oh my god! She even one time snuck backstage of a Bette Midler show, <gasps> dressed as a giant rabbit. I kid you not, and gave Bette a singing telegram. You're making this up. You're making this up to make me happy. I am not making this up. 
No, I'm not. Kathy, I, no, don't do that, Kathy. <laughs> I know. I don't quite. I'm so curious. Like, hey, where did she, where did she get the giant rabbit costume? How was it received? I worry it wasn't received. Yeah, because well, she's be being a stalker. I assume this I was know. before they worked together. Yes. No, this is before. So the show. Bet shows up and she's like, "Wait, aren't you that giant rabbit that, that sang <laughs> to me after my concert?" And she's like, yes, we will have the most lines together in this movie. Nice to meet you formally. Yeah, exactly. That's great. Man, dreams really do come true, Kathy. They do. And we all love Kathy to Jimmy. So um, I'm team Kathy. Yes, I'm team everyone in this movie. This movie's fantastic. I do know a little bit about where everyone went on from here, but we're not we're not to the cast yet. You don't, stop trying to cheat, Emma. You're trying to jump ahead. We're not there yet. <laughs> okay, we're I'm not sorry. there yet, Emma. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. We haven't even done the writer, which I care about, and his name. Oh, I, I, I do too. So his name is two people, actually. It's two people. And one of them is Mick Garris. And as one of our club VPs, Carly, pointed out, this cute Disney movie was made by a bunch of actual horror creators. So all really? you haters can't be that mad because Mick Garris is, other than Hocus Pocus, is most famous for making Stephen King adaptations. All of his work is horror. He did what? Sleepwalkers. He did Bag of Bones. Literally, if you look at the rest of his filmography, it's all horror and then Hocus Pocus. That's awesome. And David Kirshner, who is the other person who did the story, he was one of the producers on Child's Play. He created the animatronic doll and produced all seven series in the franchise. That's actually really impressive. And he also did an American Tale. Uh, I don't quite know where that fits in, but that movie is kind of dark, so I can see some vibes. I can see some horror influence in an American Tale. I'm not going to push it that far far enough for us to do it on the podcast, but I see some, there's some horror in an American Tale. (laughs) But yeah, so like actual horror people, you got like Chucky's creator pretty much involved in this movie. And then um, they didn't, Mick Garris was involved with the screenplay. David Kirshner didn't do the screenplay, just the story. And then it's Neil Cuthbert who did the, the screenplay with Mick Garris. But you mentioned Kenny Ortega. Kenny Ortega was the director for of this movie. And as Emma said, yes, he did also direct The Cheetah Girls 2, a very popular movie. But this is where it's Broadway time. We made it to Broadway already. We're not like, what, 15 minutes into this episode? Yeah, we cannot escape it. We don't even do this on purpose. It just no, happens. This time, it really wasn't on purpose. <laughs> like, I, there I was some trying. Yeah, there's some weird link between horror and Broadway that I don't fully understand. But they're both, maybe they're both commentary. I don't know. It's just know, a very strong correlation or link because Kenny Ortega also directed Newsies. He directed High School Musical. He choreographed Dirty Dancing. Excuse me? He choreographed Dirty Dancing. <laughs> Iconic. And directed Hocus Pocus. And also did multiple concert, concert tours for Cher, Gloria Estefan, Michael Jackson. He has a, a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Really? That's yes. very legit. And God bless. Not It was not for Hocus Pocus. It was for like dirty dancing and all of all of these different musicals so we're tying it all in baby we got disney channel original movie we got true we got true organic horror we got stephen king and child's play also we got cheetah girls influence we got dirty dancing coming in this is a pretty great crew i I wish that they had made more movies together that yeah i this is all very shocking to me but also very encouraging 
very encouraging. I just I wish that they had made more. Do you know if the if if it's like the same team that's involved with the sequel? Um, no, I don't. I know that Sweet Billy, the uh, zombie, want, is like waiting for a phone call to be like brought back. Oh my god, call him! I know. Who? Like, why him. wouldn't you? Like, if he's there and willing to do it, like, give the people what they want. Isn't he an actor in like a bunch of similar character roles? I would expect so. I don't know for a fact, but I mean, that sounds about right. You know, actually, that's my bad because I, I, I'm supposed to cover all of the cast and I covered most of them, but I forgot to include Billy. But I'm pretty sure that he's involved in a lot of stuff. Yep. Doug Jones. Doug Jones. So he is famous for a billion things. Including but, um, running for office in uh, Alabama. Wait, for real? No, but a guy named Doug Jones did run for office in Alabama. Oh. Well, that's not what I'm talking about. He is known for, he's from Pan's Labyrinth. You know, Emma's, I'm yeah. doing, showing the eye thing. The I know eyes. what you're talking about because that's I've seen him. memes. Um, also, I mean, he's from Hellboy and like a bunch of other things. But what huh. I, what I, what I remember him from is he's from Buffy, the Hush episode. Wait, who is he playing Hush? He's one of the gentlemen. He's the What? Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah, oh. he, he's the he's the main gentleman. Is Doug Jones? I wish there was a way for us to cover the best, scariest episodes of Buffy. That was such a good episode. That was a very good episode. I was talking to Nick about it because he will. I'm trying to get him into Buffy, and it's way too dated at this point. And he's like, Kate, this is not good. But I just want to show him Hush because dang, it's so good. Also, Dance yeah. Macabre from Hush is on our spooky playlist. Go check it out on our Facebook group if you like spooky instrumental music. Yes, we have um, a spooky playlist that I, I don't know when Kate listens to it. I know one time she like listened to it on her way to work for sure. Cause she messaged me, but I listened to it. Um, I'm on clinic now, but every day when I was inpatient, I'd have to get to work at 630 in the morning and like like read charts for all my patients. And I would listen to that while I did it. It helped me focus and also like just like made me feel like I was part of the season. Oh, 100%. I listen to it in the morning when I'm driving to work because that's when it's cool and like dark. Oh. And the leaves are all blowing and it's it's so spooky and I love it. And so I listen to it then. I don't listen to it whenever I drive home because we live in North Carolina. So by like six or seven o'clock, it's boiling ass hot and I don't feel very spooky. Yeah, I, that's fair. But it, it, in the mornings, I listen to it. So also, also, if you guys have any suggestions for it, it's meant to be an instrumental playlist. So something that's about, all about vibes, something you can study to or listen to in a coffee shop, something chill. So if you guys have suggestions on there, there's a bunch of horror movie themes, the Candyman themes on there, Babadook themes on there, but also a bunch, just a bunch of wild things. So if you have any suggestions, please let us know on our various social media or you can email us at nightlighthorrormovieclub at gmail.com because I want this to be a, a, a bomb playlist. That's I I appreciate you doing that because we need some more songs. Also, um, I actually do have a playlist, a Halloween spooky playlist that I'm not sure if I've shared with you, Kate, but it has words. How to dare it. you? So it has like um, it has obviously like the monster mash and it has um, like Ghostbusters, but it also has Cute. like other things that's a little more subtle, like um, what someone's watching me and. Um, yeah, American that's super wer- subtle. <laughs> yeah. And like, Sorry. I just mean it also has like the 30 Rock Werewolf Bar Mitzvah. Uh, spooky scary and it has like, so like, stuff like from- halloween party music pretty much yes halloween party music so i i have some i have another place that i'll, I'll share with y'all that if y'all want to contribute to that one please do as like well a halloween party but you're in like middle school or like sixth grade and it's at the skating rink uh, it's great it's great. that's the playlist you're describing i love it yeah perfect 
Well, yeah, go get into the spooky season and come back and we'll finish talking about the rest of the cast. Okay, great. So now that we're back, let's talk about <laughs> Bette Midler. So I know that Bette Midler is going to be in the sequel, right? She has to be. Well, now you're stealing my part, Kate. Yes, she is in the sequel. Of course Yay! she is. Okay, good. Well, I mean, basically I was saying I don't want to hear another word about the sequel if Bette Midler's not in it because then it's not a real sequel. No, it's not. She actually championed for a sequel for a while. Like she was she was into the idea of a sequel. Um, well, so she's yeah. in it. <laughs> Kathy and Jimmy's in it. Um, Sarah Jessica Parker's in it. Oh like, hell yeah! This is a loyal cast. They actually oh had, good had a, a like a I think it was a twenty year reunion for it where a bunch of people from the cast got together and like celebrated. Um, I don't think Sarah Jessica Parker or Bette Midler were there, but like Kathy and Jimmy was there and everyone else, and they just told stories about it, about like their time on the set and all that kind of stuff. It's really sweet. It's about to be a thirty year reunion. Yeah, it's pretty insane. That's insane. Also, I'm just not realizing that I'm going to turn 30 soon. <laughs> so that's pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah, what is like, it How say? old are you? And I'm just going to say hocus pocus. <laughs> I'm hocus pocus age. I'm hocus pocus years old. But um, Bette Midler is 75 now. So I assume that they're going to be old women in the sequel. I, can't, I cannot believe she's that old. She's 75. I looked it up. Wow. I know. She looks great. And you know... This movie, of course she looks great. She has like $8 billion. Everyone looks great when you have $8 billion. Yeah, really though. You just like inject youth into your face. She's probably making this potion. I was going to say she's probably injecting um, the souls of young children into her face. Sucking the lives out of little children. With good effect. Botox. Just the child soul Botox. That's why she looks so good. You know, when they were writing this movie, they had no idea. They had no intention of getting Bette Midler. Like they like it, not in their wildest dreams. Do they think they would get her? They what? had Cloris Leachman in mind whenever they wrote this huh. role. Yeah. Which would have been fine. Like it would have been. That just feels more like Halloween Town vibes, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's like it a completely different energy. And Bette Midler just like brings it as if she's on stage in this production. Yeah, like she's she just on stage. <laughs> it's great. You know, she did like whenever she does hello Salem my name's Winnie what's yours you know that part of course I know that part I know every part yeah so she was trying to pay homage to her role in Gypsy where she says my name's Rose what's yours or whatever Um, and so she pulled that into her hocus pocus bit whenever she goes my name's Winnie what's yours it's from that so she really was divaing it up Oh, I had no idea. <laughs> that does, I mean, that tracks for how I, I've never met Bette Midler, but I imagine that she like has a small dog that lives in a purse that does not touch the ground, that has like an anus for decorative pur- purposes only and like doesn't poo. And- <laughs> for decorative purposes only. I'm going to use that. Well, I stole that from Kimmy Schmidt. So before you That's get, amazing. before you think, think I'm too funny, I would, I cannot wait to see her in the sequel and I hope she is just as much a diva as ever. I have no doubt she will be. And so those are the witches, obviously. But there are other good actors in this movie other than the witches. So we got Omri Katz, who is Max Dennison, who is not like, I wouldn't call him a good actor. Like he's he's a Disney Channel actor, you know? Yeah. But I, I think he's perfect for this role. He's like such an annoyed big brother. Like he's perpetually annoyed, which is also just good writing because that's how all dudes are in high school. They're just annoyed at everyone mm-hmm. and everyone's stupid but them. <laughs> Like whenever he's like in the classroom and they're telling the story and he's like, huh, that's stupid. Yeah. It's like, okay, done. <laughs> I'm like, you're such, 
<laughs> you're such an angsty kid yeah. who just can't let anybody have any fun and i do not i i do not miss being a teenager you're just angry all the time but you know he, he was almost um okay i shouldn't say almost they wanted to get guests just go ahead and guess who they wanted to get who are they always trying to get every time that i talk about cast i'm like it was almost this person and they turned it down who is it always oh i know exactly who you're gonna i know exactly who you're talking about you're talking about a good old leo aren't you Yes, I am. I'm talking about amazing. Leonardo DiCaprio, who has literally offered every single role since he was eight. I swear we've said it for everything, like American Psycho. A bunch of a other bunch ones. Of other it's ones. always like, and then, you know, they offered it to Leonardo DiCaprio and he turned it down for this movie that he won like five Oscars for. Just kidding. He only has one Oscar and he's, everybody knows about it. But he's like a, <laughs> he's constantly turning down roles. So good for him. And this is when he was a kid because he turned this down to do What's Eating Gilbert, Gilbert Grapes. So like a different it's career kind of a big move. Deal. I'll give him that. Yeah. <laughs> like mm, do I want to do hocus pocus do you want to do this light I wonder if it would have changed his trajectory of course it would have do I want to do a light-hearted holiday family movie or what's eating Gilbert grape yikes yeah I mean he probably if I'm being honest as much as I love this movie he probably made the right decision I mean he probably did and I liked Omri Katz and Omri Katz it is not an actor anymore he's a hairdresser in LA so he's just like yeah that wasn't my I thing. love it I know he's just he's just doing his own thing man he's like that was fun for a while I wish that all child actors could be like that where it was just like that was fun for a while and then they go do whatever they want to do in life but that's not <laughs> that's not how it works I think that a lot of it had to do with the fact that this was not a successful movie when it came out so it probably didn't change his life until he was much older and he wasn't in that yeah career anymore that's true that's very true because yeah. if you look at like the actual child child actress for Danny, that's Thora Birch. And she's she continues to be an actress. I, I don't know if you recognized her, actually. I didn't. When we were watching, you you mentioned her name. And I recognize her name, but I don't know what else she's been in. But I, I know she's famous enough for me to recognize her name. I feel name. like you're going to feel very silly whenever I tell you what she's in. Please do. Um, American Beauty. Oh, is she the beauty? No, <laughs> that's her. have you seen American Beauty? She's the mom. She's the daughter. The mom. Have you? I don't think you've seen American Beauty. Oh, no. I thought maybe she was the, the neighbor, mom. but that makes way more sense. The mom was yeah, someone this famous, was wasn't it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Dead>. <laughs> no. Yeah. You didn't know that Danny was played by Kevin Spacey, Emma? How did you not You're catch like Thora that? Birch played by Annette Dennings. <laughs> I'm dead. <laughs> that was funny. Okay, no, Thora Birch is the daughter in American Beauty. And that's the only other thing I know her uh, from. The one who's into trash bags. Yeah, trash bags. I think you I think you might have seen this on like a hotel TV, Emma. I don't think you <laughs> It was a long time ago. I think I was too young for it if I'm being honest. I was like what and was like I remember trash happening? bags. This is weird. I remember someone's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, maybe her, maybe you. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can't. I'm glad we're not covering that today. Well, if you don't recognize her from American Beauty, you must recognize her from the 1994 comedy Monkey Trouble. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite movie, Kate. My favorite you know movie. this. 
that's apparently so right after she did this movie she did monkey trouble which i'm i was just looking at her works and i just have to bring up monkey trouble because like what the fuck is this movie i have so many questions it's thor birch and she's playing a girl who adopts a capuchin monkey and trains it to pick pockets and burglarize (laughs) i will 100 percent be watching that i'm sorry brb let me add it to my watch list that's right. Add it to. I, I think we. I really think that you and I should watch this movie. We should. We need to watch the Tooth Fairy with Vin Diesel. I've seen. I've seen the Tooth Fairy. It's fantastic. Go watch the Tooth Fairy on Hulu if you have nothing better to do with your life. Is it Vin Diesel? No, it's someone it's, else. It's Dwayne Johnson. The Rock. It's the Emma, Rock. How my can God, I you are <laughs> swinging and missing today. The thing is, I know so much about pop culture. But uh-huh. it's just it's just not quite enough to get anything straight. So it's like I would confidently answer all questions wrong at trivia. Like you have Such just confidence. done. <laughs> yes. I have a cursory understanding of actors existing. Yeah, I know just enough to be dangerous. Well, Monkey Trouble, as you might have guessed, received mixed reception. Well, they don't know what they're talking about. Well, the Austin Chronicle, who we talk about all the time when we talk about reviews, they said, and this is a quote, her nuanced performance, a rarity among child performers, no doubt led to Monkey Trouble's realistic touch. It had a realistic touch. Oh, it did. Did it? I bet it did not. Emma, (laughs) if you're saying that there's something that isn't realistic and relatable about a little girl who adopts a capuchin monkey and trains it to pick pockets <laughs> that's you'd a, be correct i'm actively training raja to do that right now can you imagine you can't even train raja not to scream at you or scratch my um couch or scratch your furniture to be fair though raja does have little white feet and he looks like puss in boots so he's kind of fits the part he, i mean he's cute but is he capuchin monkey he cute? would bamboozle Capu- them. capuchin monkey stealing a, a wallet maybe i don't know We'll have to see how we're he forgetting. Does. We need to move on. We have another actress I need to bring up, who is Vanessa Shaw, who plays Allison, who I didn't know her from anything, but tying her back into the horror world, she was in The Hills Have Eyes. Oh, was she The Hill? I've never seen. Yeah, she was The Eyes, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen it, but she's a named character, does, so I'm pretty sure she's like. She does a great job as that hill. She's so good. She's so good. <laughs> really, made me, really made me believe it. Um, well, I don't trust reviews because I just have to tell you, Kate. Do you, do you know what the Entertainment Week does? This get bad reviews. Does do people do you know what Entertainment Weekly said about it? <laughs> Entertainment Weekly. They had something bad to say about Hocus yeah, Pocus it's in three words: corny, slapstick, trash. <gasps> That's so fir- harsh. Okay, that got. Holy shit, that got so much meaner as you I know. Like corny. I'm like, uh-huh, that's, yeah, I know. You're like slapstick. I'm like, a little, but like, come on. I mean, they're not like hitting each other with their, with their candy bags. I mean, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. It's not like freaking space monkeys. I forget that there actually was a movie about space monkeys. There is a movie called Space Monkeys. <laughs> we had a poster of it in my high school dorm. <laughs> Y'all really? Who put that up? So there was a movie theater that was going out of business and I went through, they had like all the old posters that they were just giving away for like 50 cents each. And I found one that was Space Monkeys and I thought that was really funny. And so- <laughs> you put it up, Kate. You put it up. <laughs> I did. I put it up there. But all this to say, like, I don't think this movie is that slapstick. No, I don't think so either. I think some of the jokes are really good. 
I do too. I think it ha- I think this movie has a lot of heart. I'm g- fuck you, Entertainment Weekly. I'm gonna go so far as to say I think some of the lines are clever. I I would go so far as well. <laughs> Let's go that far. Whenever, <laughs> whenever they think that that guy's a cop, that was funny. Whenever like everyone keeps making jokes about Max being a virgin, I think all of those are really funny. Whenever okay, whenever they get burned up in the in the um, high school and they come out speaking French, that was great. That that was funny. That was great. it. Was funny people. You laugh. It was. <laughs> We're getting like now, progressively more aggressive as we say it. Laugh now. <laughs> Speaking of horror tiebacks, let's go back to David Kirshner, who was one of the screenplay writers and was a producer of all the child Child's Play series, which is still insane to me. I can't get over that. That's crazy. And for all of you people who've been asking, we are going to cover Child's Play. It will happen. You're goddamn right. We're going to cover Child's Play. Against my better judgment, I will watch that movie. For you. Emma, it's not up to you. Do you. Did you think this was up to you? Uh, this is not up to... We are not in control anymore. <laughs> I, I feel like... Like, do people think that I actually don't really like... Like, actually love... Secretly love horror movies? Because I promise I don't. Yes. Yes, Emma. I have... That's a question I get all the time. They're like, does Emma, like, really not like horror movies? I'm like, yeah, she really no, does. No. Like, not. I'm really doing this for the pod. I'm doing it for the people. Emma comes home from a long day at work and she's like oh I just want to sit down I want to watch Bachelor in Paradise and I'm calling her up I'm like all right <laughs> I can I need you to watch Saw 3 I can't tell you how real that is I'm like tired and stressed <laughs> from work and Kate's like all right you know it's time to cover uh, Insidious I'm like what <laughs> No, you're not. This is what you signed up for, man. And you can't get mad at me anywhere because it's not up to me. Okay, fine. I'm mad at you. And when I say you, I mean the person listening to this right now. (laughs) We're mad at you specifically (laughs) for making Emma do this job that she volunteered to do. If you just thought me, then yes, you. (laughs) And yes. Raise your hand if you feel personally victimized by a club member here for making you do your job. Emma's hand is raised. I'm so sorry. Hey, you're doing Hocus Pocus right now. We are giving you a break. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. Also, you didn't cover... I didn't make you cover Halloween. I, I did it with Bryce. Okay. So you got out of that one, too. I've wiggled out. pretty easy. All right. I think that it's time that we do... After this, after Hocus Pocus, we need to get back to our horror roots. I think it's time that I host another Scare Emma poll. Yes, No Chill November. We'll bring that to you. <laughs> no Chill November. That's great. I like that. That's great. You're going to regret that because that's that's quippy and I like it, which means I'm going to use it. (laughs) (laughs) But back to back to David Kirshner of Child's Play fame. So he and his daughter were just like sitting outside. And this is the origin of how Hocus Pocus happened. And literally the whole origin is their neighbor's black cat walked by and he's like, light bulb. (laughs) Have I got an idea for a hit movie? And he got Mick Garris involved in the script and Disney bought it. And they bought it back in like 1984. Oh, wow. A long ass time ago. And guess what? Wait, go ahead. Oh, no. What did you hear? (laughs) You want to hear the tea? Um, Yeah. I'm like, is there tea? (laughs) There is tea. I will pause for tea. The tea is that um, I heard that he like that Kenny Ortega was telling his kid a bedtime story and was like making things up to try to get them to go to sleep and then like had the idea for this and like started writing it down like got a pen and paper and started writing some of this shit down i believe that but kenny ortega is not one of the writers of this movie um, well a person associated with this film wrote it down this sounds more and more like it didn't it happen did happen enough. but 
it's a it's it's a great story i guess great you tea, heard it Anna. first here somebody wrote this down <laughs> someone down at the bar told me that their cousin told me that someone associated with this movie has a kid <laughs> <laughs> that is some piping hot tea yeah, well, that, well done, I'm, that's what i interrupted you for just to give you well do you <laughs> just to give like, you wait, that piece of stop gold. the presses <laughs> you have to know this <laughs> Well, did you know that its original name was not Hocus Pocus? It was Halloween House. What a dumb name. It was bad. Also, it makes it seem like something that it's not. Yeah, I was like, it's not about, okay. I mean, I mean like, it's Halloween. Even when you described the house, I was like, mm, it's also kind of a gift shop, so. Let's call literally every every scary, that's my new film genre. You want me to pick a genre that fits in <laughs> with everything? House. There you go. Halloween House. Womp, womp. Every movie ever that has a house in yeah, it and is scary. It's pretty bad. Or associated with Halloween. But yeah, they, they changed it. And apparently, it, this is where it's weird. Because the name Halloween House, I'm like, that makes me think of like super kid-friendly movie. But apparently it was like a lot darker and scarier. Mm. But also all of the protagonists were 12 years old. Which is, is very much more on brand for Disney Channel original movies. Like this this movie having the main characters, one being like a 13... I'm sorry, I think she's 8 in the movie. One being 8 and the other two being like 17-year-olds. That's not like a lot of Disney Channel original movies because the target audience for those movies, they're not teenagers. I did hear, I heard, I heard on the streets that um, it was actually... You hear a lot on the streets. <laughs> they actually were, the main characters were going to be the witches and then they kind of moved it around to make the main characters the kids. Oh, that, I mean, that's more relatable. Um, I think that's a better viewpoint because we have lots of movies that are about witches. But the fact that this is about kids on halloween as a kid on halloween that's a great concept like i mean as a kid in july i i would be so excited i'm so pissed that they did that too (laughs) like of course of course that happened it's like oh who could have done this you how who could have known that this would have done poorly this is a poorly received movie i don't know could have been anything probably bet midler's fault well, I mean, it didn't hold them back because they're making a sequel literally 30 years later. So it can't it can't have been that bad. They probably still made money from this movie. Ugh. It plays on Disney Channel like every five minutes, I'm pretty sure, from September through October. <laughs> I'm pretty sure, at least on ABC or what, whatever ABC is now. But did you know also that Spielberg was almost involved in this production? Um, excuse me? Yes. And I, I, like Spiel- I like certain things by Spielberg, but I feel like, all right, hot take... A lot of Spielberg's movies have the same feel to them. That's not that hot of a take. Like, a lot of directors are like that. I was going to say, that seems, like, appropriate. I mean, it's just, like, I feel like I can watch a movie and be like, this this was directed by Steven Spielberg. You know what I mean? Yeah, but not necessarily in a good way. No, not necessarily in a good way. Because if I say that about Christopher Nolan, it's in a good way. Is it? Yes. Oh, okay. Is it a bad way for you? I mean, it's it's just a way, I guess. But yeah, okay, I know what you're saying. Okay, take Tenet out of it because Tenet is so faux fo- <laughs> fo- intellectual. I can't even. It's so pseudo-intellectual. I, uh, that's for another podcast. But What if I say no. Michael Bay? Also bad. You know, But you know what I mean by a vibe. Explosions is what I'm thinking. That's exactly what everyone's thinking whenever I say Michael Bay. I'm pretty sure his legal name is Michael <laughs> Bay. <laughs> you have to make the explosion noise. <laughs> But He's like, I'm sorry, I don't. I only respond to. I wish Michael Bay had directed the Hocus Pocus sequel. Can we still get him? Is it too late? <laughs> it's never too late. 
<laughs> Let's get Bette Midler's character to learn a fire spell done. <laughs> oh my gosh. Light all of Salem on fire. But Spielberg was initially going to get involved, but then he got salty at the thought of co-producing with Disney because Spielberg had just launched Amblin Entertainment, or I guess like it recently launched because they did like E.T., which was a direct competitor of Disney. So he was like being a snot and didn't want to be involved in Hocus Pocus. Cause and that's why Disney. you can find E.T. at Universal Studios. For now. Kate, don't go I'm there. being real. I'm just saying I'm going to Horror Nights. I'm going to Universal Horror Nights. Like next week, I'm so excited. I don't know if you guys heard, but for my honeymoon, I am going to Halloween Horror Nights before I go to Greece. I'm very excited, like, because I have to go. And you bet your ass I'm riding that E.T. ride because I know they're going to gut it like in a year. I already made dad agree to um, ride the ride with me. Well, it's, of course, it's his favorite ride. He'll do that. Yeah. Let's not get sidetracked. Let's not talk about the E.T. ride. It makes me emotional. But can't we? (laughs) No, we can't. Let's talk about the writing. So obviously, this movie is not centered around 12-year-olds. It's not super dark, and it's not called Halloween House. So there's a lot of rewrites that happen. But, like, that happens with all sorts of movies. Most movies have a lot of rewrites. But, you know, they made the two main protagonists teenagers, which I like. But then the production stalled out almost entirely. That is... Until a little someone named Bette Midler expressed interest in the script. And yeah, then, I bet. Yeah, that lit a fire under Disney's ass. They're like, okay, let's, that's probably why they released it in July. They're like, we're not waiting until October. <laughs> we got to get her out Bette there. goddamn Midler in it. <laughs> you bet they did. You <laughs> bet. <laughs> Wink, we're winking at each other. Yeah, we are. We're both, we're both having a seizure. We're both indulging in that horrible joke that we both made. <laughs> now, you know, they active, they actually, so a lot of this is set, you know, whenever they film movies, a lot of it's on sound stages in LA, like, cause that's just where movies are <gasps> what? made. What? Uh, did I just break your heart? <laughs> well, don't let it break. I'll, I'll, I'll heal it because they actually shot a lot of their daytime shots in Salem, like in Salem, Massachusetts, huh. which is so this neat. Is- that is, I heard that they had, they made a visit during filming there. I didn't know they made a visit and set up a film. They, they made a lot of it. They made a hell of a visit. <laughs> like, yeah, really so though. They have like a pioneer village in Salem, which is like a living history museum. And so they use that to shoot the opening scenes that are all set in 1693. I just want to go back. The budget for this movie is $28 million. And they're still Yikes. like... Yeah, we're going to just film this in the Pioneer Village and not build any of these sets. Cool, cool. So imagine how much Bette Midler got paid is all I'm saying. Probably half of that, to be honest. At least half of that. Kate, I like, I know that your wedding is in three days. Mm -hmm. Um, But how do you feel about relocating to Pioneer Village for the wedding? It'll be difficult. I'll take that as a yes. (laughs) (laughs) Would you settle for a vow renewal? Yes, I will. Amazing. <laughs> Great. I'm like, I've already paid the caterer, or I'd say yes. <laughs> That'd be pretty great, actually. That'd be pretty on brand for me. And Nick, Nick's down for anything. He'd be like, okay. <laughs> Nick's like, yeah, let's just keep the peace. I'll be there. Let's just keep the peace. You, you want to get married on, in a Pioneerville? Okay, yeah, no no problem. You know Nick wasn't allowed to see Hocus Pocus. Are you serious? Cause yeah. Like, he, he grew up like Catholic. So we're from Mississippi. So it wasn't common for, you know, people to like burn. Like my friend's mom tried to burn a copy of my Harry Potter book that I loaned her in third grade. Like things like that. But yeah, yeah Nick, Nick's whole family didn't. They didn't get to watch Hocus Pocus because it had witches in it. Witchy. 
he doesn't have that nostalgia for it. So I have to like try to make him watch it. I always knew there was something off with your partner. I know. Well, it's like, so I get, <laughs> I get why people are like, why the hell are you covering Hocus Pocus? Because if you didn't grow up watching it, I guess it's not that great. Maybe <laughs> Nick really You're didn't. Like, what? You're like, I don't Nick get was it. Like, Nick was like, I'm happy. You're happy. <laughs> like, <we> watch it. <laughs> but he's, he's not going to sit down and watch that movie. Um, so no disrespect if you if this isn't your cup of tea, although if you're listening to this episode. So thank you for listening anyway. You're good club members for coming to this, for never missing a meeting. <laughs> for never missing a meeting. You get Well a done. Three, three, three merits for you. Mm-hmm. 26 gold stars. So they use Pioneer Village to save some dollars, but also the Halloween party, you know, like the super dope Halloween party that they're holding at Town Hall. They're actually, they actually shot that at the old Town Hall in Salem. Ooh, very cool. And did you know that they actually used a whole bunch of like old Disney costumes to fill like all, you know how we like loved the costumes with all the background characters? They did that with old Disney costumes, like from Treasure Island, the Sword in the Rose, the island at the top of the world, and Tron. That explains why none of those costumes make sense. They were insane. The costumes were insane. Kate and I would pause as we were watching at at the at the town hall you're talking yes. about there okay, was somebody yeah. who was a cloud i don't know what movie that was from <laughs> but i'm into it i liked what was it i was it was like oh my god did you see the alligator i'm like yeah it's cute and you're like no not that alligator that alligator. <laughs> that alligator there's a totally different <laughs> creepy alligator <laughs> there are multiple alligators and they were different levels of um refined <laughs> so yes that's right some were more crude than others but yeah, so they used the actual town hall um, in Salem, and then they brought a bunch of Disney pieces. So that's super dope. I really like that. The Philip Phillips Elementary School is in Salem, and also the exterior for Max and Danny's house is on o- Ocean Avenue in Salem. Damn, I know. They, like, I'm really glad that they they didn't have to do that. <laughs> you know what I mean? But they did. They did that for us. They did it for us. Thanks, guys. I like it. It, it. it enhances my viewings of the movie. I like it a lot. I'm going to pretend that the cemetery is also in Salem. It was in Salem, Kate. That's right. That's right. It was. We were all in Salem all along. Well, I want to know more about the sequel. Is there anything else? Like, I know they're kind of keeping it close to the chest because I don't think they've really thought much of this through yet. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, like, that wants it. We're doing it. Um, no. Doing, <laughs> doing it as we go. So it kind of started with with Bette Midler and Sarah Jessica Parker doing these tweets. Um, so um, first, first Bette Midler said, Sit, like she tweeted, sisters, it's been 300 years, dot, 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 but we're back. And then in return, Parker said, yep, I'm ready to run amok. Amok, 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 which is really cute. Did they just do this without any, like they didn't talk to any producers or anything? They were just like. I like to think they didn't. They There may have been some planning, but I like to think they did not. I like to think that they're like both in slankets on opposite ends of like a very long sofa drinking wine and just drunk <laughs> tweeting. Yes, I love that. And then they're like, let's 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 make hay while the sun shines, you know, and that, just, <laughs> just, <laughs> like, well, I guess we're doing it. Call up yeah. Kenny. Oh, I hope they get the same crew. The only plot that I have so far is three young women accidentally bring the Sanderson sisters back to modern day Salem and must figure out how to stop the child hungry witches from wreaking a new kind of havoc on the world. Sounds like they haven't written it yet. <laughs> yeah, it really does. I think to some extent they've written some stuff because the in order for the actresses to get on board with it, they like read some of the 
some of the content. And one of the quotes that I, I found from Bette Midler was they presented us with an outline. And after we picked ourselves up off the floor, because it's been 27 years, we looked at it. And I think all of us agreed that it was a pre- it was pretty great. That's just so not going to be glowing. pretty great. <laughs> it just sounds like she's hedging her bets, doesn't it? Yeah, it does a little bit. I like okay, if I'm being totally honest, I don't think it's going to be good, but I want to give it time. I want to give it give it my faith that it will be, though. My my, my common my sense expectations says are be. so low that surely this sequel can trip over them <laughs> and exceed them. Yeah, <laughs> surely they can elevate by tripping and falling over these expectations. But the expectations are already on the floor, so you can't go lower than the floor. Nope, 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 nope. Well, we sound excited. I'm sorry. It's just like nobody asked for a sequel. Let's be honest. Like We didn't. And if we asked, asked for a sequel, it was probably about 10 years ago. So like, okay. we're like, we weren't serious, but <laughs> yeah. we didn't mean it. Did you think yeah. we meant it? I'm being mean, but I didn't mean it. I didn't need this sequel, but I will watch it. Just like people did not ask for this episode of Hocus Pocus. A lot of people didn't, but they're probably still going <laughs> to listen to it because like, yeah, but that's, those are my people. So well, I got to figure it. out how I'm going to watch this bad boy because it's going to be on Disney Plus and I already used my Disney Plus free trial on Hamilton. So it's okay. I'm still logged into our brothers and he doesn't know. Okay, so. perfect. We'll watch it together. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I think I it's time know. to rate and rank this movie. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know how this is going to go. Well, first we rate it. That part's very easy because we rate it just based on how we personally feel. And then we'll rank it onto the, you know, the scoreboard. Okay, That's going to be you. hard. Let's do the easy part first. So, okay. do you want to rate first? Okay, out of five or out of ten? Ten. Oh, my God. Okay. How dare this you? This gets seven out of ten yabos. <gasps> no, mine was yabos. <laughs> Did you give it seven? Yeah. That's it? I think seven's good for this movie. I Okay. Well, no, it's not. It's not good. But also, I know, I've know i noticed that whenever I rate things, it's either like a three or a ten. <laughs> yeah, that, that, it does tend to be your way. Well, I feel, I, I thought that we'd be closer to the same number here. Because... What is your number? Well... I gave it 10 out of 10 yabos. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's a really good movie. <laughs> wow. Well, now y'all know who to be mad at. Well, I I don't know how the scoreboard's going to go. Do you have it up? I am pulling it up as we speak. I should have known you'd pick yabos. Okay, what is your alternative since I oh, stole yabos? 10 out of 10 um, dismembered billy fingers. Ooh, I love it. <laughs> 10 out of 10 manhole <laughs> fingers. <laughs> Ew, nasty. <laughs> okay so now for the harder part which is where kate and i which look is... at okay that that was you should be ashamed okay <laughs> i'm not but continue okay kate where where should we put this on our scoreboard i don't know you have the scoreboard what does it say it says number one no just kidding um no, it let's says start a little lower <laughs> sorry like 10 okay. what's number 10 10 that's really bold no um, I, and, 10... and go and go down because this can't be okay. top 10 I'm going to go down and then you tell me when to stop, okay? Okay. Conjuring, Oculus, The Babadook, uh-huh. Midsommar, uh-huh. Hereditary. Keep going. Scream. Can you imagine Carrie. if we put this above Scream and Hereditary? <laughs> People would scream. Okay, enough. Enough, Emma. <laughs> Man, we got Carrie. a lot of bad jokes this episode. I know. We're, we're really slumming it. Carrie, The Shining, Creep, Little Shop of Horrors, 
Shaun of the Dead, Misery, The Haunting of Bly Manor, Hush, The Blair Witch Project, 28 Days Later. Pause. I think this goes above Bly Manor. Really? (laughs) I do. Okay, I think it goes underneath Misery, but I'd be fine with above Bly Manor. So what's, all right, it's Misery, what comes underneath um, Misery? Haunting of Bly Manor, then Hush. I think it should go below Misery, above Bly Manor, above Hush. Okay. I'm down with that. I was going to put it between Hush and the Blair Witch Project. I like this better than Hush. All right. Well, then let's I know that I know that that doesn't make sense. I know that Hush is a better movie. This scoreboard doesn't make sense, Kate. It, that's exactly why I'm going to sleep just fine tonight. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All of this is arbitrary and everyone's okay. scoreboard's going to look different. So we're going to put it at the new number 22. Hey, that's pretty good. So this is number 22 of 62. Wow. Lord jesus so that's actually quite high especially for yeah. this kind of movie that is not our traditional coverage okay i'm proud of you hocus pocus you made it you made it far especially after emma only gave you seven out of ten yabos and that's only three and a half sets of yabos <laughs> that's not even an even yabo set that's no i was talking about sets <laughs> sets that's <laughs> a lot of yabos it was a lot of yabos <laughs> so i'm going to take that as a 14 out of 10 so you really like this movie cool <laughs> Well, okay. if you want to see our um, bastardization of a scoreboard, check it out on our website. We have a tiny URL that is linked on our Instagram account and on our Facebook account. The actual URL will break your browser because it's from a free website. So <laughs> don't worry about that. Don't worry about Do the Do not trust URL. the link that we send you. No, it looks like a virus. Like it looks <laughs> awful. So we're that's why we need you patrons to keep sticking with us, even when we cover movies that everyone didn't vote for unanimously. Thank you for sticking with us and giving us your support because God, yeah. we have got to get a less aggressive looking website URL. Yeah, we gotta get it together and we need your help to get it together. <laughs> yeah. Also if there's any web developers out there who wanna help us out, because right now it's just me with a free Wix website and I'm doing the best I can and it looks awful. <laughs> Yeah, we're, we are doing our best and it's not good. It's not. No, it's, it's you know, it's fine. <laughs> no, it's, we're do, it's we're great. We're doing our it's best. amazing. Remember what we said earlier about how this is all we do when we get home from work? We're doing our best. Yeah. We, <laughs> but yeah, it's we fine because we, we got to talk about Yabos. We got to talk about Mick Garris. We got to talk about dead cats. I can't think of anything else I'd rather be doing right now, so... All right, club members, thanks for being loyal meeting attendees. If you like this and want to bring someone to the next club meeting with you, we would love to see them here. Um, You can find us on basically anywhere you listen to podcasts, Spotify, Apple, Audible, if that's your thing, really anywhere. Um, And if you like this, why please throw us a review, a rating on Apple Podcasts, or if you really liked it, um, why don't you run for club secretary, club vice president, club president, i.e. go find us on our club president and join us there. All right. No, you can't have club president. My blood, sweat and tears went into club president. Yeah. Emma worked real hard for this. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, every term must come to an end is all I'm saying. And there will be elections. All right, guys, but you got to edit all the podcasts. So good luck. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, maybe just maybe just join as like a secretary or a treasurer or VP. Something something a little more fun. Yeah, something with some authority, but, you know, not too much authority. Also, we don't get get to vote. So not the best, not the best year. Well, I hope everyone is having the best October. I hope everyone's excited about Halloween. and It's going to have just the spookiest Halloween ever. And 
yeah, I just really appreciate all you guys. And if you have any other thoughts or notes or questions or just really good Halloween memes or if you took the Hocus Pocus uh, what character are you quiz and you also got Mary Sanderson and you don't really feel like you're a Mary Sanderson, you feel more like you're a Danny, but you didn't get Danny and so you took it again and you still didn't get Danny and that confuses you, then drop us a line at (laughs) nightlighthorrormovieclub at gmail.com. All right. And I think that's the end of our episode. Until next time, guys, stay spoopy. Stay spoopy. Ooh.